Hello. All right. Welcome back. This is the week you missed with Todd and Jer. It is April 22nd, 422. I'm still high from 420. I'm sure a lot of other people are as well. Um, and we got we got two weeks that we haven't uh, spoken in. So there's a lot to talk about, a lot going on. The world is just moving quicker and quicker. There's more wildness going on every day. So I will start it off. What do I want to talk about? I, I kind of have two little things. One is, um, I think, a smaller uh, topic, and then we'll maybe get into a longer topic. But weed is now legalized recreationally in New Jersey. I It was recreational as of yesterday. I think it's funny that it was a day after 420. <laughs> but I'm like, for legalization, I kind of like the idea of legalization. I like that more people are open to smoking. It's interesting. I have quite a few friends. Uh, family members, people I know who weren't smokers, didn't smoke, maybe they tried it in college, but now are down to start it again just because it's legal, which is uh, just always interesting to me that a uh, rule changes, they change a little something, and then uh, people are willing to like change their outlook on it. But I'm kind of for legalization, but at the same time against it because it doesn't really feel like legalization. To me, legalization would be if it was treated like a tomato and anyone can grow it anywhere and you can buy it and you're not limited on the amount that you're buying. And yeah, maybe it's taxed or whatnot, but the fact that you're limited on how much you can buy is not really cool. The fact that you can't grow it on your own is really not cool. The fact that they limit the types of products and edibles aren't allowed or, or concentrates aren't allowed or this or that is weird. And then I think something that I'd like to talk about or I think is um, pretty messed up and people think like, oh, legalization actually helps with um, injustice and segregation or discrimination, racism in America. And they say like, oh, this amount of tax money is gonna go towards black communities or people of color communities, but they have these restrictions on who can grow and who can sell and who owns dispensaries and all of that, which are actually, in my opinion, way more divisive and way more uh, against people of color or low-income communities than any of these policies help fix. So in Pennsylvania, it was a million dollars just to apply to be a dispensary. Uh, so is that really helping low-income neighborhoods and really helping um, fix this issue that they made over the last 50 years? Or is it just really aggregating this issue in a different way and really compounding this issue just in a different way that seems more legit and okay? I've been saying this for probably well over five to 10 years now when once pot really started like the legalization started ramping up it's like, you know, the the marijuana community and everyone it's very sort of free spirit sort of a, a little bit of like anti corporate anti establishment vibe sort of thrown into it and all I've ever said is look as soon as weed is legal everyone's going to hate it because it's going to be the Walmart of weed, the Marlboro of weed, Budweiser is going to own weed companies. Like you're going to like, look, 15 years from now, we're going to have people that are like, this is artisanal organic marijuana, man, like grown by small batch growers. And like, it's, it is funny because it's, it, you're absolutely right that what we're seeing is the creation of legal cartels within the United States that are being blessed and anointed as you are the ones that get to sell pot. You are the ones that get to print money. You are politically connected 
So now you have the right to engage in this business. Whereas other people, look, we're still going to have people getting thrown in jail for marijuana. It's going to be people, it'll be for tax evasion because they're going to be selling it and not declaring it. It'll be for illegal grow operations that are falling outside of the purview of the regulations of various states. Like don't, don't think that under this current regime of legalization that people aren't going to still, aren't going to end up in prison for weed related stuff. It's just going to be for the financial crime of going against the government and not giving them their slice or going against the cartel and taking away business from the people that have been given the permission to sell legally. So, you know, look, I'm all, all things being equal. I'm happy that this is the direction we're moving, but I, I agree with you is that it doesn't, it doesn't feel the way that probably when people were advocating for marijuana legalization 20 or 30 years ago, it's not going to be what they wanted. Yeah. And, it, and it is it just sort of makes me laugh because it's like, look, I've smoked plenty of pot in my day, but like I was never like, you know, super it never like defined me like some people I feel like get super wrapped up in it. It's just hilarious to, be, to watch. It's like, look, there's gonna be a lot of people that make a lot of money. A lot of states are going to a lot of tax revenue. And here's what I can guarantee the states are going to waste that money. I mean, I, I feel like it's hilarious. Like everyone's like, well, it's going to be so good for all these states. They're going to get this money. And it's like, the government's not good at spending money they get right now. Like the you're... more money the government yeah. has, the more they waste. They're not efficient with it <laughs> at all. It, it reminds me of this thing where people say like, uh, we should, rich people probably should be taxed more than they are, even though like there's loopholes or they're loopholes, but they're for a reason. They help grow the economy. We could talk about that another time, but whatever. People always say, oh, we need to get this much uh, tax revenue from the top 10 billionaires. And then they say, it'll give us like $300 billion over the next 10 years. That would last us a month in the US uh, budget. So it's like the amount of money that we're not collecting from uh, taxpayers or from billionaires, yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's wasted way quicker. So like, I, I think it would, uh, it would be more beneficial if we figured out how to spend our money more efficiently rather than just trying to collect more to collect more collect more because the more we collect the more we waste we got to figure out how to spend it but that was just a quick topic i want to talk about i'm going to do another quick topic uh just because i think it's interesting florida uh and florida is crazy for a number of reasons but uh disneyland or disney world whatever one is in florida i didn't even realize this until like a month ago and now i'm like hearing more about it is basically its own government entity and was able to like operate as their own government entity and make their own rules and collect taxes and kind of like arrest people uh, and make their own laws and all of that, which to me is just wild that there's companies that have so many rights. Uh, it's just not right. Why should a company have like be above the law or be above anything else? Just kind of reminds me of a little quick little tidbit side bit is, did you know Coca-Cola was legally granted um, a permit to grow cocaine in Hawaii. Um, and they used not cocaine, cocoa leaves, uh, yeah. the same plant for cocaine because it was used in their thing. And another company just given this insane wild uh, permit because they're a big company that makes billions of dollars that no one would ever be allowed to be uh, given that, but oh, they're a big company, let them do it. So Disney was given that. Um, and now they're talking about taking that away from Disney because it's basically in the middle of a big political uh, fight. I don't side with Florida or Disney in this fight. Uh, I don't really care or whatever it's on them, but I do agree that 
no company should be above the law and have their own country uh, granted to them. That just seems wild. Or if they are, then every company should be allowed to have their own laws. And there shouldn't be a minimum wage because minimum <laughs> wage uh, is, is made up by the company. And there shouldn't be workers' rights or unions. And it's like everyone gets mad at Amazon because they're doing all this. Amazon operates in America. Disney operates on their own rules. Why aren't people getting mad at Disney for just making up their own rules and doing whatever that they want? Yeah, no, I think it's um, it's interesting because a lot of people have been flipping out over this stuff with Disney. And I don't know if you know this as well, besides this special carve out, I forget exactly what it's called, but basically allowing them to govern their own, their own land as an independent government entity. They've also had the trademark for Mickey Mouse extended multiple times by acts of Congress in order to basically just let them make more money. Um, and, you know, I think these last, the last three years, and really once COVID hit and a little before it, it's really wild because look, five years ago, everyone on the left, and I'm speaking broadly in generalizations here, they were anti-corporation, they were anti-big business, they looked at all these people. And now after COVID, you've got dyed in the wool liberals bragging about which shot they got you know, and being like, oh man, I'm AstraZeneca, I'm, I'm Moderna, I'm Pfizer, baby. And it's like, and they're all, they're all for it and they're boosting up these corporations and they're saying, you know, isn't it so great that, you know, all these companies and Nike and they're doing all this woke, uh, woke virtue signaling and doing all this. And it's like, and they still act like they're sort of on the side of the rebel. And it's like, look, man, when all of the largest corporations in the world, including like defense contractors and the CIA are parroting your talking points. Maybe it's time to step back and be like, wait, what's actually happening here? Like, exactly. like I guarantee you Raytheon doesn't give a shit about LGBTQ rights. Like what are they gonna do? Put a rainbow flag on a bomb? Like this is ridiculous. Like it, it's, it's obviously they're just going through the motions in order to signal the people in order to like deflect some blame or deflect people paying attention to what they're actually doing. And I think the same thing with this Disney bill. You've got people that probably five years ago were talking about how Disney was terrible and was engaging in, you know, terrible business practices and doing crazy shit overseas and edit, you know, editing things for the Chinese market to assuage their totalitarian uh, preferences. And now they're talking about, oh, their poor Disney is being beat up by Ron DeSantis and Florida Republicans. And like, look, I don't really like, like you. I don't, I think I don't necessarily support the parental rights and education bill, which is, you know, pejoratively known as the don't say gay bill. Like, I think it's sort of silly, but we live in a country where states get to make their own laws. And this is within the rights of Florida to do. And most people there supported it. So they passed it fine, let them deal with the consequences. But if a corporation based in a state wants to wade into politics and start throwing rocks, like don't, you're gonna get some pushback. And if you're someone, if you're a corporation or a person who's been granted tons of special privileges by a group and you start fighting that group, they're going to do something about it. Like none of this is shocking. <laughs> Like it's, 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 that's the part that is the most mind blowing to me. Well, and the, the interesting thing is, is, and I haven't read in depth on it, but apparently if they get rid of this like special government entity thing, I guess like a bunch of stuff will revert back to the state, which could include basically a bunch of debt that is like the Disney town had that would then like go on the state books as debt. And so it's actually sort of interesting. Like it might be, what the what the state is trying to do could also end up being sort of virtue signaling in that it actually doesn't make sense to revoke this status from Disney. It's more of just like 
a PR move and something to make it look like people are pushing back against Disney. Like, I don't, like the whole thing is dumb. It's really fucking stupid. And I just wish corporations would focus on doing their jobs, creating shareholder value, and just putting out great products. Like, I don't care yeah. what Disney well, or Netflix or anyone thinks about anything. Well, what's, what's um, interesting too, is I saw someone say this and I definitely, um, I think this, I've thought it for a while and I, uh, it's a little worrisome or concerning, but I feel like the, the Civil War II started kind of like two years ago and it's, um, it's still just brewing. It just uh, hasn't really happened yet or we don't know exactly what it's gonna look like or what it's gonna mean, but it's definitely happening. Um, but this person said basically Disney was like the one company that could always like unite people and people could kind of uh, at least come to terms with and compromise or whatever, be happy. Mm -hmm. And this is the one time that even Disney isn't able to unite everyone and is kind of like dividing people even more. Uh, and that to me is just telling of how divided we are as a country when even Disney can't really uh, do something that makes everyone happy. It's kind of a... It's sad. Well, look, and I'll say the, I remember I was flying to a conference in Orlando, like, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago. And I'm going to say it right now, like some of the creepiest people on the face of the planet are these Disney adults, like these, these full grown adults without kids who go to Disney World like twice a year and have like Disney tattoos and are super into it. Like, I got no time for you. You're fucking weird. I don't get it. Like it's not cute or kitschy. Like I don't, I don't understand. And uh, uh, I don't know. Like Disney is gross. The way they, the way they talk about supporting LGBTQ rights right now and throwing all this money into politics, but at the same time, when they ship their films to China, they edit out like six seconds of, you know, Dumbledore talking about how he had a relationship with a dude from the most recent Fantastic Beasts movie. Like shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. like, like, look, I'd have I'd have respect for them if they told China, take it or leave it. This is the movie. Yeah, take it or leave it. You can have it like this, but your people should know that being gay is not wrong. It's okay to have people talking about this. Like, they're just yeah. as bad as Ron DeSantis in terms of wanting to strip out, you know, um, you know, of talking about LGBTQ people. They're just doing it so they can make what another five billion dollars or how much ever money it is uh, the the Chinese market is worth to them it's just insane and that that's the yep. thing that just grosses me about the whole thing is that they're all hypocrites they're all liars and they're all just doing this to try to like score points with whatever fucking team is backing them I agree so uh <laughs> let's fuck that now let's talk about what you want to talk about let's hear it so I think uh do you hear about the uh since we're on TikTok, I feel like it's appropriate, the uh the doxing of libs of TikTok. Is this something you followed at all? Uh no. I I, I guess um little fair warning to everyone on TikTok. I don't identify as a lib or a conservative or a Trumper, or I don't identify as anything. I just am. But um, so hopefully you guys don't dox me. That's basically it. But let's hear <laughs> well, what's what's the story? Can you explain it? Yeah, so basically there's this account on Twitter called Libs of TikTok, and they basically, their bread and butter was people would send them videos that people post publicly on TikTok of basically crazy liberal people, people talking about... You, you mean know, liberal, uh, crazy and liberal, you're, you're just saying the same, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb thrower, fucking getting people riled up. So, you know, and a lot of it focused on teachers that were talking about like, look, I'm not supposed to talk about like my gender identity, but I'm talking to my second and third graders about it. And like, if they, and it's like, 
these people are posting on TikTok, they're publicly available videos, people send them to this account, they post it on Twitter, and then people end up going after them in some cases and getting these people fired. Um, and so they, the account gained massive popularity after Joe Rogan started talking about it and picking up steam and the followings blew up. And so this online journalist slash bully, Taylor Lorenz, who two weeks ago was on MSNBC, literally crying about people have harassed her online and have doxxed her and how terrible it is and has said, that doxing is never okay under any circumstances, does a story where they dig up the personal information on this person, they put, because the, it was an anonymous account. Mm. They published the information, they actually linked to a copy of her real estate license, which had a physical address that I believe was her actual home address. And they also brought up the fact that she was an Orthodox Jew. And, you know, Jeremy, I know you feel strongly about this, but have Jews been catching some shit in this country for the past couple of years? Has some anti-Semitism been stepping up a little bit? No, we control the media and everything's good. We're rich. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It, it, and, and that's the thing is because it's, and it's interesting because the Washington Post that published the article, they stealth edited the article after coming out and saying there was nothing wrong with it, they stealth edited the article to remove the hyperlink to the real estate license to basically be like, oh, we never posted a personal information. It's like, yeah, no, now it's not there because you went in and you removed a hyperlink and you didn't like note it that we're sorry for posting this link to this person's real estate license, which could put them at risk. I mean, people have openly, they are openly throwing death threats at this woman before she was doxxed. And now that she is, she's apparently in some like, unknown location now and like sort of locked down. And the thing that's crazy is they thought that this was gonna be like a death blow or that it would be like, oh, we're gonna stop this. I'm pretty sure the account just has basically exploded in followers. This yeah. person is now, I think they're gonna be working for the Babylon Bee formally. Like this story, if nothing else, just increased the visibility and profile of the entire brand of libs of TikTok more probably than Joe Rogan mentioning it on his show did. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. And it's just nuts because, and the other thing in the story is like, yeah, some of what libs of TikTok posts, it's like, it's a little bit like, okay, come on, like grow up. This isn't a big deal. But there's some, there's a video of a woman talking about how she thinks that you know, masturbation is appropriate for children of literally all ages and that it's okay to like talk to toddlers about masturbating and that. Aye, aye. And it's like, you know what? Like if as a parent, you want to talk to your kid about that, fine. Yeah, but don't force it don't, on mine. Don't talk to other people's children about masturbating. That's fucking creepy and weird. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry. Like I even, even many very left-wing people would probably agree with that. And, like, yeah, and it's it's something I honestly I still don't comprehend it so much, but I comprehend it more than I used to is I used to be someone who uh, would probably say it's the Internet. It's a joke. Like people need to realize what's a joke and not take things so seriously. But as I'm getting older, I'm realizing uh, a number of things that like words are powerful, number one. So yeah. even when you're saying just a joke, like they do have some power behind them. But also there's 7 billion or 8 billion people in the world. And a lot of people don't understand that you're joking and don't see the nuance or the tone or whatever and take it seriously. And then it escalates and it becomes so powerful that the joke element's not even there at all. And people um, start taking it seriously. So like 
I feel like I've said things before as a joke and then they kind of already, they go off and someone on the internet takes it seriously. Like I'll um, try and think of an example for specifics, but like I'll say something to someone I really know personally on Facebook as a joke um, because I know that they'll get it as a joke and I'm like just being facetious and whatever. But then someone I'm connected with will see that joke and they'll think I was being serious and then they'll start being mean to like my friend. And then like, I'll end up DMing my friend being like, yo, my bad. Like, I don't know why that person's doing that. It's not worth me telling them to shut up. Uh, just know that that like doesn't represent me, but people take jokes and then it becomes real. They don't know um, where it's, it's just, uh, I don't know, the internet's crazy and scary. And like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are doxing this girl and thinking, oh, it's just for fun. Uh, but then there's, there's unfortunately a lot of people who are on the internet who really want to kill her now. <laughs> yeah. um, and, there apparently were some like Antifa accounts that were saying like months ago, like basically being like, if we find her, we'll kill her. Yeah. And, and it's, and you know what, I'm sure they're blowing a lot of smoke and I'm sure they're just massive pussies sitting behind a keyboard, but, or they're not, I don't yeah. know. You, you know, don't want to take that risk. We either, we either are going to say we're going to take, blatant death threats seriously or we're gonna act like they're all bullshit and that they're all overblown um you know because most of the time they are overblown but it's only overblown until it's not and then you got someone who's dead and so i just think this this whole thing is wild and i think the funniest part to me is that it obviously is just going to completely backfire and that they would have if they didn't want libs of tiktok to be doing what it's doing the best thing for them to have done would probably be to have ignored them. And because they just elevated the profile of this whole thing far more than, than it was. And they're going to keep on doing what they're doing, you know, and this is, it's wild. What can we do to get our profile elevated and, um, <laughs> and, and increase? So I guess uh, just to close out a little bit, I want to show, so this is our TikTok or whatever. I don't know if you can really see in the camera, but we hit uh, we hit like 11 viewers at one point, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think the most we've hit on YouTube is like 150 views. We've gotten like 180 views on some of our highlights. Um, so pretty cool things, but I'm definitely trying to grow our profile. So if anyone wants to dox us, accuse me of doing, <coughs> accuse me of doing something <coughs> um, wrong or mean or bad, whatever. I'm for it as long as it gets us more views and uh, and whatever. But I uh, keep talking about the Jews controlling the media. I think that'll get people riled up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think most importantly, though, I have fun with this. I enjoy it, and I um I'm excited to keep on experimenting with um new tools and new ways to uh to get us out. Um, but that's that's all I really have to say today, Todd. I ain't the closing statements from you. No, be good to each other. Let's knock all this bullshit off i'm so tired of it yeah that's um that's probably not gonna happen i think um i think we're <laughs> i think we're looking at a wild or this is what we're gonna talk about next week probably is if it keeps on coming because it's probably gonna continue have you seen all the food processing plants burning down no dude we'll talk about this next week since january there's like 40 or 50 food processing plants that have burned down in america and no one really knows why and prices are already exorbitant, if that's a word. I think it is. I only know yeah, math. But infl inflation is super high right now. Uh, shortages are happening for a number of reasons. People are still saying, too, 
that food shortages are going to get the worst they've ever gotten because of Ukraine and Russia. A lot of the natural supplies, grains and stuff are processed there. So that's still incoming and we're, we haven't seen the full effects of that. But now there's food processing plants literally being burned and we don't know why. And uh, it's, I don't know, craziness is coming, baby. It's gonna make our show better. Yes, stock up <laughs> on food while you can. It's gonna get wild. It is going to get wild. Uh, but yeah, peace and love. Stay safe out there and uh, best of luck surviving Philly, Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you. Love you as always. I'll see you in North Carolina in a couple weeks. Peace.